convenient, coordinated, high quality healthcare. That's our focus. Keeping you up to date and informed. It's SMG Radio, brought to you by Summit Medical Group. Here's Melanie Cole. Do you suffer from hearing loss? Do you know someone, a loved one, who suffers from hearing loss? You might not realize it, but it can be one of the most frustrating and debilitating conditions out there. It frustrates your loved ones. It frustrates yourself. It can make you a bit disoriented. It can be quite complicated. My guest is Dr. Jed Quartler. He's Director of Group Autology and Neurotology at Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show, Dr. Quartler. Let's speak about hearing loss. First of all, what do you see as the main cause of hearing loss? Probably, Melanie, the main cause of hearing loss is just getting older. Um, You know, we all do lose a little bit of hearing uh, as we age. Uh, In fact, over age 65, about one out of three people have hearing loss. Um, so, so I would say age is the most common thing. If I were to give a second uh, thing, it would probably be uh, exposure to noise, either chronic exposure to noise or what we'll call acoustic trauma, uh, something like a firecracker or a gunshot uh, or some type of explosion. Uh, so, the, you know, th- those would probably be the two biggest things that cause hearing loss. Well, I know that every parent listening, Dr. Quartler, would just like the answer to the question, if we watch and wait with ear infections, can that cause hearing loss? If you watch and wait with ear infections, the likelihood, first of all, most ear infections are middle ear problems. They cause hearing loss because you get fluid in the ear, and in general, it's not going to cause a permanent nerve or inner ear type of hearing loss. Uh, so watching and waiting, particularly if you're just waiting to see if fluid goes away, is, is really actually not a problem. Okay, so back to age-related hearing loss. It starts to happen, maybe you're in your 70s, maybe you're lucky and it doesn't start to happen until you're in your 80s or beyond. You go to see a man such as yourself or an auditory an auditory specialist, you know, now we see these popping up in various medical practices. How can you categorize the amount of hearing loss? And I mean, is it still sort of what we used to picture as the old-fashioned hearing test with the beeps in our ears? Is it much more sophisticated now? How can you tell the degree? So, uh, great question. The It is still that as you characterize it, sort of older-fashioned uh, way of the things with the beeps and raising your hand or pressing a button to indicate that you've heard it or not heard it. That's one part of a hearing test called a, uh, a pure tone threshold. It does determine how uh, much you hear, what volume you hear at, at a particular frequency. There are other parts of a complete audiometric evaluation uh, that... Uh, that assess sort of how the nerves are actually functioning within the inner ear, um, um, you know, something called an otoacoustic emission. There are other parts of that test also in terms of uh, just testing your intelligibility, you know, your ability to repeat back words. Uh, but you can character taking all of that information together, you can characterize hearing loss into hearing loss as mild to moderate to moderately severe to more severe types of hearing loss. And, and based on 
you know, that, that set of tests also kind of predict uh, pretty, pretty reasonably how well someone's going to do with something like amplification, some type of hearing aid device, or whether they need some other kind of treatment. Now, really, when you see people that are starting to lose their hearing, how frustrating do they feel that this is? Because people think, oh, well, you know, being blind would be much worse. But for someone who is losing their hearing, anything, crossing a street, walking through an airport, anything can be a little disorienting as you're missing the sounds of someone running by you or anything. Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, The impact of hearing loss is tremendous. And in fact, it's interesting that you led with part of the question about choosing deafness or blindness, uh, Helen Keller uh, actually would prefer to be blind rather than deaf. She said that the blindness only cuts you off, uh, you know, from sort of your immediate surrounding, whereas deafness cuts you off from, you know, interactions with people. Uh, How interesting. Hearing is really important, uh, you know, to be able, you know, if you just think for two seconds, you know, how sound dependent uh, our life is. You know, here we are talking on the telephone, people are listening on the radio, Uh, communication is oral, meaning using our mouth, not our hands, not sign. Uh, You know, we don't, you know, read teleprompters, we talk to people, though I guess uh, at least my kids probably text to each other when they're sitting even next to each other Um, uh, in this day and age of smartphones. But, 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 Speech is really critical. Uh, the ability to communicate orally is very important, and therefore hearing is really important. Um, there's all sorts of impact on 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 income. In fact, you know, if uh, you know you have uh, hearing loss, uh, there's a decrease in your income over time, uh, particularly as hearing loss becomes more severe. In the older population, uh, there are studies that. Uh, look at depression. Uh, it's a great source of uh, social isolation and depression in older patients. And, and if they could just hear better, uh, they just interact more. And lastly, there are really some interesting studies going on now uh, out of Johns Hopkins trying to link uh, hearing loss and dementia, uh, dementia being a growing problem in our aging population. And, and while there's there's not good answers there's there's certainly some kind of linkage uh you know between that so a lot of new why do you think it's so why do you think it is so frustrating dr quartler for the people that you love when you are someone who's hard of hearing because i have heard you know adult children yelling at their parents Mm -hmm. in frustration at restaurants and places well didn't you hear what i said mom you know that kind of thing why is this something if, if, if somebody was in a wheelchair, they would never yell at that person. Well, why can't you walk? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, 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 I don't know the answer to that. Uh, if, if someone couldn't... But you know you what would, I mean, right? For, absolutely. If someone had a vision impairment, you wouldn't stick your foot out and trip them. And yet, when you talk to someone with a hearing loss and aren't looking at them or have something in your mouth or are looking down, it's as if you're tripping them. Uh, so I, I, I don't know why there's, uh, you know, that uh, lack of sensitivity and, and, and taking responsibility for changing the way you communicate with those people. Uh, but it, you're absolutely right. It does happen. Um, big problem. It's an interesting thing. Is there a dizziness or balance 
associated problem with hearing loss? Yes, there can be. Again, the inner ear has two parts to it. There's a hearing side of your inner ear, and there's a balanced receptor side of your inner ear. And while we can measure fairly directly and see the effects of age uh, on uh, the inner ear in terms of hearing, uh, we also uh, sort of autopsy-type studies, uh, laboratory studies where we've looked at uh, older patients, what the balance side of their inner ear looks like. There is some decrease in function uh, uh, on that side, too. So, uh, and, and again, not just age, but many other things can, can, can cause uh, balance-related problems. So, yes, not all dizziness or balance issues are ear-related, but certainly they can be. And when we're talking about prevention of hearing loss, give us some of your best tips for prevention. Well, uh, the number one thing as it relates to noise exposure is ear protection. Uh, so if you work around power tools, uh, if you have hobbies that expose you to uh, loud, uh, loud sound, uh, wearing some type of earplugs or earmuffs is really critical because noise-induced hearing loss is preventable but not reversible. If you start to have nerve hearing loss, that, you know we can't do anything except say, you know, sorry, get a hearing aid. Uh, but if you're careful, you can prevent it. Now, the big question that comes up with the younger kids in particular and teenagers is, what about all these headphones and loud music? Uh, and... Uh, you know, noise-induced hearing loss is not, uh, it doesn't discriminate by age. If you are playing music loudly, wearing headphones or earbuds, uh, so that the person next to you can hear the sound, you're potentially injuring your ear. Then you are playing that too loud, and certainly that's going to be an issue, as you said, with the younger people and the loud music. Of course, we used to get that from our parents. Thank you so much, Dr. Jed Quartler. You're listening to SMG Radio. If you would like more information on Summit Medical Group, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. And right here on SMG Radio, we have so many great programs with great information. Scroll around and learn something with us. This is Melanie Cole for Summit Medical Group and SMG Radio. Have a great day.